Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we love you and we love being your people. We would rather be disciples of Jesus than doing anything else with our lives. You've changed us, you've transformed us, you've set our feet upon a rock, you're the king, you're the Lord, and you are worth following. And so we look to you today and we say thank you. We say thank you that we have the honor and the privilege. And we just say that nothing else compares to the surpassing greatness of knowing and walking with and being close to you. And God, we ask that you would illuminate the word of God. We pray that our hearts would come alive. We ask in Jesus' name that you would help us to love you more, to understand your word, and to walk out of here really committed to be the light of Jesus, your lights in a dark world. We honor you and we love you. And all of Radiant said, amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 60, verse one, arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar. Your daughters are carried on your hip. Then you will look and be, what's that word? (laughs) So weak. I just pray. Lord, would you help these guys respond in Jesus' name? Amen. All right. Then you will look and be. Yeah, there we go. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. And so here, the people of God, Israel, I mean, the glory of the Lord, the presence of God, nations seeing God on a people, blessed to be a blessing. It's not ending with them, but they're actually being a light here in Isaiah 60 to the world. And so Jesus comes to the planet and Jesus is the light of the world. And now we as his church are showing the entire world the excellency of who Jesus is by the way that we live. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter five, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Our dream this morning is that we as Radiant Church would truly be, yes, radiant because we've been set free from shame. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces will never cover, are never covered with shame, week one. Week two, set apart, holy the Lord's. I just want to be God's. You're worth it. You're worth saying no to a thousand smaller sins, a thousand things on the buffet table and to say one big yes to the God of the ages. And then today we want to talk about actually that yes, transforming your circle of influence around you and people seeing the light of Jesus through your life. And so I want to encourage us this morning to actually be radiant, like to shine, like the, like the children's song, like this little light of mine to be radiant. I loved high school. Anybody loved high school? I mean, you loved high school. I I gotta be honest with you. High school was my favorite time in life. I love my life now, but high school was better. I mean, I'm just saying, (laughs) high school was awesome. Uh, My parents were awesome. My parents had a nice house. Uh, We had a pool table. I don't know how Nazarene pastors get to have a pool table, but it worked for me. And so only Nazarenes get that joke, but um, I got one Nazarene on the second row. Anyway, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> but we had a pool table and life was grand. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, I did the thing where my sophomore and junior year, I took all my hard classes so that my senior year, I could just waste it. I mean, be with people. I had six hours. It was drama. It was choir. It was teacher's aid. <laughs> that was a joke. It was uh, student council. And I don't even remember the other two, but those were the four I remember. It was blow off city. I mean, it was cake. My senior year was so easy. And uh, I loved it. I mean, it was awesome. I, my, my parents paid for my existence. Um, it was prior to mortgages, having four kids in five years, and suddenly gotten to pay for everything and stress and diapers and life insurance and dear God help me. I mean, it was like life was life was simpler. Life was easy. It was and and so I loved it. And so Renata and I just last summer we went to my 20-year high school reunion. And uh, man. It came out on Facebook like this, uh, you know, are you going to come to the event type thing about a year before. And I was so excited. Like I started talking to Renata about it. I was like, babe, my, my high school, 20 year high school is coming up this summer. And she was like, so? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, I was so, I mean, I was excited. I mean, I called up a friend of mine and I was like, you know, hey, I'll see you there. And he's like, I'm not going. And I thought, what is wrong with you? Like I couldn't. I couldn't get it. I mean, a friend of mine, I was ready to take off time, vacation time in Colorado, go to Oklahoma City and hang out with these people. I was elated. And, and man, I, I got there and I just, I just loved this high school reunion. I mean, I was, you know, my sweet little bride, you know, following me around and I'm like holding her hand. And I'm like, I know you know nobody, but stick close to me. Here we go. And I mean, it was just like awesomeness. It was like, what's up? I mean, I went from group to group. I mean, the same people that were partying in high school were still up at the bar now. And I was like, what's up? You know, like one of my old friends was, I'm standing there, you know, and he's like, he's like, this is the first time I've ever seen you at a bar. I mean, it was just like high school all over again. I mean, I just loved it. I was like, I mean, because I was, I was someone that was always there. I was in every drama. I was, I'm, no surprise. I was in choir. I, I mean, I, I went to every football game. I didn't play, but I, you know, painted my chest red and screamed, we're the fighting panther. Here's the platinum. No, anyway, I mean, I love that. I love the basketball games. I didn't just go to the home games. I went to the away games. I mean, I just, I loved it. And so I'm, I'm driving away and I'm thinking about why, why do I love this? I mean, I was like jazz. Like I was, I could do reunions every summer. I'd like to do them monthly. I mean, I just, and I was telling Renata, why, I, why do I like this? Is it weird? Do I refuse to grow up? Is this a psychological problem I possess? Like, what? what's the deal? And, and honestly, not to sound super spiritual, but I, 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 it dawned on me. It's because I spent so much time. I had no responsibilities. <laughs> I spent hours with these people. And I just loved them. Like, we did a prayer meeting every morning, and I hung out with them all the time. And so even though it was 20 years later, I just, I just loved them. I, just, I connected with them. I just, I just knew them. And this morning, I want us to take a few moments and just ask God about our time, our schedule, and our lives. I know, and I'm not a champion of, hey, you're in your 40s, live like it's high school. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I know that now we've got, you know, most of you, you've got mortgages and kids and it's just, I mean, if you got an extra hour, it's, it's time with your kids, it's clean the garage, it's, it's the, our metabolisms are changing, so we gotta stay on the treadmill for three hours a day just to 
just to make it fit. I mean, I know like it, and it's our times like different, but, but I think when we look at Jesus, we see Jesus transforming, changing his lifestyle so magnetic that people followed him. Like there was something about his lifestyle that attracted people. Look at the way that Peter talks about us. Live such good lives, here it is, among the pagans. The word pagans, meaning those who are not believers, not followers of Jesus. Peter says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. So I want you to imagine your life. And this is big today. I know that this is an adjustment, man. There's two things when you talk to Americans about two things. It's like, woo, don't talk to me about my money and don't talk to me about my time. But today I want to talk to you about your time. I want to talk to you about this idea that we find in the word of God of being a light to our world, to actually shining the brightness of Jesus to our sphere of influence and living among the pagans. And when you look at Jesus, Jesus enters into the darkness. Like we know that, John 1, right? Jesus comes, Jesus is, comes to a dark world. He is the light of the world and he goes into the darkness. And when you read the story of Jesus, he actually goes in to hang out among the pagans and he does life among the people. And so he's got moments where he goes to Zacchaeus Luke 19, and he goes, and Zacchaeus, the tax collector, Jews don't like the tax collector. They feel like he's betrayed them. They don't like him. He's in the sin category. He's the one we don't like. And Jesus looks at the one that they don't like, like the bottom of society, the one that we don't want to be close to, and says, hey, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house. Like, I'm going to hang out with you at your home, eat a meal. I'm going to hang with you. I'm going to spend time with Zacchaeus. You've got Moments where Jesus, in rebuttal, I mean, talking about how people perceive him, calls himself a friend of sinners and tax collectors. So you've made the decision to follow Jesus. You've decided I'm a Christ follower. It's a part of who you are. You've made this decision. Jesus is worth following. And in Jesus' life is intentional time, hanging out with people among the pagans, where it's actually a like a banner over his life. Like he says, I am perceived as friend of sinners. I don't know about you, but I think our temptation is to give all the reasons why, because I'm an American, I got a full schedule and I decided to live a life where I've got a spouse and kids and a mortgage and two jobs. I've got a reason. Kind of categorize this as something I just don't have capacity for. And I want to invite you this morning to come before the Lord and just ask God, not if, but how. God, help me. Lord, in the midst of all that I've got, yes, you got a lot. You're an American. You got a lot. In the midst of my busy schedule, my time management, my iCal feels overrun. God, how? How do I be among them? That old adage, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There were people that got up and followed Jesus. Jesus was so attractive in the actual way that he smiled, was with people, hung out with people. I mean, children followed him. And yes, it was his message that caused them to turn and go the other way. But it was actually the, his lifestyle, the way that he lived, that caused the crowds to come. 
So there's the moments like in John 6 where crowds are following him and it's the message that turns them away where he says, you wanna be a follower of me? You gotta eat, eat my body and drink my blood. There's people like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> but his lifestyle, sitting with people, caring for people, talking, listening, banner, friend of sinners. He speaks about that about himself. You say, I'm a friend of sinners, friend of tax collectors. And so imagine you in your journey, wherever you're at, and your lifestyle actually attracting, by the way that you live, by your generosity, by your kindness, and just you, like just, I mean, the coffee shops, the malls, the job. And, and this morning, I wanna invite us to think not just about kind of this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And as I go do my life, I'm gonna be a light. I, that's nice, but, but I, I wanna in, invite you to think about intentional time where it's not just how I live my life, unless, unless maybe your business or you know, your, your education, maybe you work at a school, unless, I mean, maybe your career, you've got, you got darkness all around you. You got people that don't know Jesus. If you're like me, I'm a pastor. Man, when I was in school, I was around lost people. My high school was 2,500 people. I loved it. It was awesome. And to be honest with you, as I was praying and studying this week, I was so convicted because I gotta live this. And part of why I'm preaching this this morning is because I'm, I'm gonna live this. I'm gonna rearrange my life in such a way that my life isn't just hanging out with the Christians. And I mean, I hang out with Nathan and we do, you know, hey, what's up, Jesus? I mean, I got him. I got some Bible studies and coffee shops with Christians. I wanna I want I rearrange my life and I wanna invite you into this journey with me. And so even just saying that, here we go, of, of not just as I go, but how can I be intentional about rearranging my time so that I'm doing life among the pagans? Even if it's small, even if it's just one little thing, even if it's just the, fam, the mom on the soccer team of your son, even if it's just, I mean, but it's intentional. It's her, or it's, maybe it's not even a them. Maybe it's a single person. It's just like that one person and I'm gonna do life with that person. And man, my life's so insane right now. I'm working so much and all the, but, but I can do a monthly coffee. I mean, but just something. Just percentage of your time management. Just something, something else goes away. Little less Netflix, little less something in order to be, how can I intentionally be among them? Ethan Bunce leads worship over here every Sunday. And uh, I love this guy. We've become friends uh, in the last couple of years. And, and Ethan, he, he's like, he's a Christian. He's a, he grew up in a Christian home and um, he's, he's a Bible student. So his, his education is, is all around Bible. And, and so he started to feel like as he read the scriptures that he saw this in the life of Jesus and that Jesus was actually a friend of sinners. He was like, I don't even know sinners. Like, I don't know darkness. I, I am the light, but I can't be much of a light when there's no darkness. I'm hanging around light all the time, which is evidence. I, I need darkness to be light. Like, I gotta, I gotta enter into it. I gotta find it. And so Ethan decided that he was gonna go and, and he started hanging out. He's a guitar player and loves jazz music. And so he went down to this jazz lounge called Green Lady or Purple Lady or Pink Lady or something like that. And started going downtown Kansas City and just hanging out with people. Not talking at all about, about hey, I'm a Bible student and I'm working on my 
master's degree in theology and da, 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 but just loving and listening to people. And as people were heard and cared for, Ethan's got stories of atheists asking him to pray for them. Ethan's got stories of the opportunity just presenting itself by taking the time to listen, to care, to have an attractional life where they want to hear. And so my prayer is that you and I would begin to ask the Lord, okay, like Jesus entered the darkness, I wanna enter. God, help me. And you don't have to be afraid of the darkness. Jesus wasn't afraid of the darkness. And sometimes that's what we do. We're like, well, and I get that. I think there's a season, especially for me, like I worked with young people for a long time. So it was like, hey, cut the ties with the darkness. Go around, be around the people that are the bright light people because you got to get bright and you're not bright yet. And so there's, a, I mean, every youth pastor says like a broken record, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And so I get that. And there's a season, I mean, Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, hey, follow me, leave everything, come be with me. And you've got three years where they're just hanging out with him. But there comes a day then where he says, now you go be the light. John 8, I am the light of the world, Jesus says. But it's not long before he says, now you go do what I've been doing and sends them back into the world which is a part of our story as the church of Jesus Christ. Man, we gather together on Sunday and it's bright and it's light and it's worthy as the lamb. And it's proclaiming, be exalted, that first song, or singing about how great our God is. And the gathered saints, bright, bright. And then we go out and a part of our great joy is entering into the dark world and being a bright light, being radiant. They will look at you and be radiant. And so you don't have to be afraid of the darkness. The light that is inside of you is greater than the darkness. Sometimes people start, well, start talking about the war between light and darkness and the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness as if it's an equal war. It's not an equal battle. There's only one who is sovereign. There's only one who is omniscient. There's only one who is omnipotent. There's only one who will rule and reign forever. Jesus, the, the light that's inside of you is greater than the darkness out there. First John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That bright light, man, keep it bright, keep it shining and figure out a way. Man, how, how do I go be radiant? How do I go shine? How do I, and, and you know, it's, it's intentional listening, caring, being with people and loving them. And it takes time, takes prayer, cuts away the convenience of just, man, I'm gonna live a busy life and hang out with Christians. Which listen, a busy life hanging out with Christians, that's better than living in the world and living for yourself. But man, as Jesus transforms your heart, start to ask the question, maybe, and maybe it's just, you know, sometimes when you talk about giving sacrificially, you'll say, hey, just, just try to be a percentage giver. Like, just try to take it up a notch to give back. I want to just say, kind of be, maybe it's just a percentage of your time. Like, maybe it's, just, maybe it's just going up a little bit like that one guy that you know and setting up the monthly, let's go hang out, let's go hunt together, let's go, let's go whatever, play ball together. But it's intentional. It's, and you're taking steps. I'm going to be a light. I'm gonna shine bright. It's this idea that as, as Christ followers, we go into the culture, the darkness, to literally be a prophet to the culture. And if you're not a, a prophet to the culture, you'll be a product of the culture. 
If you're not shining bright, you'll slowly become like the people you're with. So the idea is this, I'm a transforming agent. I'm gonna be a light, I'm gonna shine Jesus to our world. And so that's my prayer for us as a church. I love the story of A.W. Milne. He's a famous missionary. He was part of the one-way missionaries where they would actually pack their clothes and coffins and give their lives for the gospel. And so it's a famous story in the early 1800s where he went to the New Hebrides, which is in the South Pacific Islands, and went to people that would probably take his life, but this time they didn't take his life. Instead, he was able to lead so many to Jesus, so much so that when he concluded and he died, they buried him in the middle of the town and wrote this, when he came, there was no light. When he left, there was no darkness. Community, one person, shining the light. And our dream is, that's a, that's a, a big missionary story and sometimes people react negatively to big missionary stories because it seems so different than their lives. But I wanna, in, I wanna invite you to be that for one person. I wanna invite you to be that for one coffee shop. I wanna invite you to be that for one soccer team. Maybe for one business. You work at the Walmart, in that Walmart, wherever, whatever it is, whatever it is God's called you to do, wherever, whatever you are. But man, when that person came, there was no light. Now there is no darkness, why? Because you, radiate, shine, bright. The glory of the Lord is upon you, the presence of God, and you're the transforming agent that listens and cares and loves and becomes like Jesus to our world. Jesus talks about it this way. In Matthew 16, he says, and I tell you that you are Peter, you know this verse, and on this rock I will build my church, okay, that's us, and the gates of Hades, or the gates of hell, will not overcome it. Okay, so this is an intriguing picture that Jesus says here, and it's Interesting to us because we don't have city gates. Like we don't, you don't enter Kansas City and come through the gate, you know, like we think of Braveheart or, I mean, we just don't have that world. So it's not a part. So city gates, we don't, we don't do that. But in the ancient world, you would have a gate around a city or a gate around a castle. And, and so this idea is this, is that the gates of hell were a defensive mechanism. All right. When I was a kid, I'd sit on the front row and hear this verse, and I, I, the gates of I, I, I pictured like demons chasing Christians with picket fences, like, you know, like I had no idea what he was talking about. So I'm trying to bring. Here's what we're just talking about. So the gates of hell, a defensive mechanism. It says the church. You are Peter on this rock. I'll build my church, and the gates of hell. It's the church is on the offensive. It's being a light. It's attacking the darkness, and the gates of hell can't keep the church out. That's the dream, that you and I step into what God's called us to do. One person, man, make a difference. All of us together, make a big difference. Church of Jesus in America, whoo, make a big difference. Globally, want to be a light. Take the good news of the gospel to a dark world that needs Jesus. And so I want to invite you, man, attack. Live on the offensive. Be a light. It's the reason why... Even here with Radiant Kids, we, we, I don't know, those of you that don't have little kids, you don't know this, but when you go back to Radiant Kids, I mean, we've got little stars, big stars, superstars, and you, it's not because we were trying to train them to be movie stars. It's because Philippians 2 says, you shine like stars in a wicked and depraved generation. And our dream is that, man, little kids begin to be radiant from the days of their youth. That man, just even, even when we look at little, little kids getting trained in this idea that you are gonna shine bright the light 
of Jesus. And so that's the dream. That's, uh, and I want to invite you, not just inspirational today, but to actually apply it. Okay, God, what's, what, what are you inviting me to do? And just even in a moment, listen to the Holy Spirit and just say, Holy Spirit, okay, this is, how do I do this? How do I have such an attractional life? Who, who are the people? Who's the one? Who's the five? Who's the 10? What's the business? What's the team? What is it? Is it, man, I'm, I'm so committed to the Chiefs. I'm gonna go every week with a friend to the Chiefs game. Awesome. Be a light. Is it the, I don't know, but in your, I mean, you know, you know your gifts, you know your skills, you know your passions, you know your hobbies. If it's to hunt with them, if it's to, I don't know, but, but you're intentional. I'm gonna be a light somewhere. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna, I'm gonna live among the pagans. I'm not gonna just live. And this is, I'm, I'm saying this with, man, I want this so badly, my own journey. I was talking to Renata about this. Like, I gotta, I'm trying to figure this out right now. Like, I love, I love church life. I love hanging out with, you know, church. But God's got to do this in me. I got to figure out how to do this. So I'm figuring out, I don't know, maybe it's, we'll see. Maybe I'll go to every Jayhawks game or something. I'm not sure. I'll figure it out what it is, or maybe it's, I doubt it's, I don't know, maybe I'll start lifting weights. Something. Um, let me just close with this. One of my favorite stories is the story of William Wilberforce, and many, many of you are familiar with this, but and because there's the uniqueness of this conversation that he has with his pastor. William Wilberforce, the famous abolitionist of slavery in the early 1800s in England, he, um, he gives his life to Jesus, he's in parliament, and he goes to his pastor and says, I need to enter the ministry, and his pastor, who's famous, John Newton, who wrote the song Amazing Grace, his pastor had the foresight to say, no, no, don't become a pastor. We need you to be a light in politics. And so Wilberforce stays in parliament, fights the slave trade for 30 years, and three days before his death, sees a change in the position in law with slavery and actually is a light to the culture. And I say that story because of not just the coolness of Wilberforce life, but in addition, the conversation with the pastor where there's this wrestling. And I believe that, man, we need as many people that feel called to go into ministry, you know, vocationally, but we need, I mean, we need a miracle. We need, we need so much to happen in terms of the church being the light of Jesus, literally being radiant in every sphere of culture, in education, in business, in the arts, in every area, government. And so my prayer is that we as Radiant Church would go into all those spheres week after week, day after day, and listen and care and talk, be among the pagans. And some of the atheists say, hey, will you pray with me? And you go, I don't, an atheist asking me to pray for him, huh? It's like fried snow. I didn't know that existed, but sure. Why? Because there's something about you that I see and I want, and we will be a light to our city. We bow your heads with me and let's pray together. Father, we love you. And man, we so want to be a light in a dark world, God. We just confess we've got so much to do. 
this is easy to just be one of those things we know we ought to do, but we don't live. But man, we want to stand before you one day and have lived like Jesus. And God, you see the desire of our heart, and we just ask, Lord, that you would help us. God, help us to live among the pagans. Help us to be like Jesus, friend of sinners. Hang out with the Zacchaeuses. And God, we ask that you would give us a passion that's supernatural because it costs us. It costs us other things. It doesn't just cost us bad things. I mean, it costs us good things. Man, we want this, God. We want to stand before you and not only have chosen to follow you, but man, how awesome if there are people that we knew and loved and prayed for and cared for that enter into eternity in relationship with you because we chose to be a light, to be radiant. God, help us, we pray, as a church, to be your light to Kansas City. In Jesus' name. I invite you just to remain with your heads down, eyes closed. If you're here this morning and maybe you're not a Christ follower, maybe... Man, you haven't been following Jesus. Maybe it's committed this a long time ago, but it's been all about you. And today, you just want to say, I want Jesus to be the light of my life. He is the only way. And I choose, I want to, I want to be a Christ follower. If that's you this morning, I just want it with every eyes, every head bowed, and every all eyes closed. If that's you, will you just raise your hand? I just want to pray for you. That's you this morning. I'm going to make that decision to follow Jesus. And just repeat this prayer after me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I gave you my life. I have decided to follow you. I don't want to be the Lord of my life. Save me. Change me. Transform me. I want to spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, I want to invite you just to mark that on the connection card and slip it in the bucket as it goes by today. I'd like to connect with you and email you. and I want to help you as you begin your journey with Jesus. Let's all stand together. We're going to worship one more song. If you would, as we prepare to worship through giving and through song, you just kind of just everything else set aside fix your eyes on the worthy lamb proclaim you're worth it you're God I give you all and just let's just worship this one last song all right thanks again for listening to learn more and to join our radiant family check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com